0: I'm not embarrassed by any of that. I mean, goodness sake, I worked in kids' TV. <laughs> I have <laughs> no shame. I was an alien for like most of my career in a fat suit.
1: Hello and welcome to Celebrity Search Engine with me, Abby McCarthy. We've been scouring the internet high and wide and looking at those Google Autofill suggestions to find the questions the world most want answered about their favourite celebs. Every week we're bringing a new guest onto the podcast to face up to the Celebrity Search Engine. We've got the all-important questions, hopefully they'll have the answers. Things could get very lively from now on in. All right, let's get started. Joining us today is someone who, for many, was a staple of our childhood, and she's just reprised the character in My Mum, Tracy Beaker. I am so buzzing to have her on. It's the one and only Danny Harmer. welcome to the podcast danny harmer hello
0: hello thank you so much for having me
1: my brain is just going oh my god oh my god abby oh my god it's actual tracy beaker like i grew up <laughs> watching and loving your performances on tv so it's very oh, very thank you. exciting to have you on the podcast a real honor so thank you for your time
0: Oh, no, thank you. Say more nice things. This is great. What a brilliant start.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm just here to inflate your ego. That's all it is. Yes,
0: that's all I've ever (laughs) wanted out of a podcast. (laughs) The real reason why I'm here.
1: (laughs) It got me thinking, though, like, have you met anyone whose work you really admire? You know, maybe a musician you're a bit obsessed with or an acting legend. And you're kind of like, I can't believe they're here. Have you had a few of those moments?
0: Oh, gosh, like countless. I am the biggest fangirl. You know how like, I always find this quite a lot with um, celebrities where they try and like really play down when they meet someone. I am the opposite (laughs) of that. I met Sir Ian McKellen once. Cried, That's huge. Cried and called him Gandalf, which is incredibly embarrassing. Excellent. But I was in shock. Like, I can't believe I <laughs> sit next to Gandalf. This is the best day of my life. And he blessed him. He was really kind and really sweet about it. But yeah, quite embarrassing. I worked with the wonderful Celia Imory, who played my grandma actually in a series that I did a very long time ago called After You've Gone. Um, mm. And I actually had no idea she'd been cast as my grandma. So we oh. went into the first day, which was like the read to meet everyone and Celia Imrie just sat down next to me and I was like oh my goodness Celia (laughs) Imrie and then I found out she was playing my grandma and I was like oh my this is just the best day of my life Um, and so yes I worked with her for a few years and got to sit and watch and absorb her amazingness uh, every day which was just brilliant so uh yeah I am a bit of a fangirl and have met many people I've been very lucky
1: I love that because you've met your heroes and they've all been quite nice as well that is good. Yeah.
0: I, do you know what? I've been really lucky. Everyone that I admire and have, have met have been really, really nice. I always find that it's kind of the people that haven't got that much talent, maybe that throw their weights around a bit more. But the actual true acting legends are just normal people. They just happen Aww. to be amazing at what they do. Yeah,
1: I love that. And I can't believe it's been nearly 20 years since you first burst onto our TV screens as Tracy Beaker. I mean... Do you still sort of pinch yourself about getting that big break? Like, do you remember getting the call to be like, "Danny, you, you've done it. You've, you've got the part.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember it like it was yesterday, really. But I didn't obviously realise how big a deal it was at the time. I yeah. was sort of like, yeah, of course. amazing, I'm, you know, I'm going to be working. This is brilliant. You know, I've done quite a lot of bits and bobs beforehand, um, but this was kind of the first, like, lead role that I'd had. So I was super excited, but I had no idea like at the age of 12, but I would still be talking about it at the age of 32. Like there's no way <laughs> I would have believed anyone had they told me that. Uh, so yeah, 20 years, which is just crazy. I do not feel old enough. I really don't. In fact, I refuse to believe it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm not having it. Yeah, I'm not having it. It's so incredible that you've, you've got to grow up with that character though, and play her at the different stages of, of her life. So how was it filming the return show, My Mum Trace Beaker? Was it just a great experience?
0: It was absolutely bonkers. It was so nice to play Tracy again. Um, Yeah, I'm just super lucky because these kind of parts are so rare um, Mm -hmm. for us actors to be able to play, you know, the same character over such a long period of time. Normally you'd have to be in like a soap opera for that to happen. So, yeah, I'm just super lucky. And bringing her back was brilliant. And it was so nice to see her at a completely different stage of her life, which is now, obviously, as a, as a parent and a really mm-hmm. good one as well, which is great. The script was everything <laughs> I wanted it to be, which was fabulous.
1: Yeah. If she was a nasty parent, would you have said, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can come yeah. back.
0: I totally would have gone, can we just make her nice and let us let her be the best mummy ever? Because that's what we all yeah. want. Uh, and yeah, she's just great. She's, um, you know, that's exactly how I imagined Tracy as a mom, which was like fiercely protective, but mm-hmm. also everything that she does is for her kid. And that's exactly how I pictured it.
1: Now, I remember seeing the trailer drop for the new show. I screamed, obviously, excitedly, then (laughs) started posting it in all my WhatsApp groups, letting all my friends know. And then the thing that struck me was how young you and Montana Thompson, who obviously plays Justine in the show, look. I mean, give the people what they want. Drop the skincare routine. (laughs) Seriously. What's the secret, Danny?
0: I don't know. And I was literally saying this to my partner the other day. We were in this school playground and I was like, why do all the other parents look like grown ups? and I look like a 12 year old still? I was like, I don't understand. I'm the same age. Um, I don't know. Maybe CBBC like gave us something when we were younger, just to keep us looking young. I'm not sure, but whatever you did CBBC, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, just good genes. That we both have, I guess. But I think Montana looks great. Like, she really has an age. Like, I've got a few, like, frown lines, and I've grown this lovely extra chin that I didn't have oh, when I me was younger. That's lockdown, but isn't it? She yeah. looks amazing. Well, yes, the lockdown <laughs> chin. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, she looks brilliant. I don't think she's changed one bit.
1: Yeah, you both look absolutely yeah, incredible. And I was reading about you earlier, and you started in musicals, age six. You did the Who's Tommy in the West End. So, it's like performing always been what you've wanted to do, what you've always been drawn to?
0: Yeah, from like a, as long as I can remember, I used to be obsessed with musicals when I was younger. I used to act out like all of Annie. I used to sit on my windowsill singing out of the window looking sad. Cute. Like I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and yeah, I just got really fortunate. It was kind of like the right time, right place. Um, and yeah, I did the Who's Tommy uh, in the West End, which was my first ever job, which is just bonkers. Obviously back then, had no idea who the who was I was six so I would love to go back and redo that because I was like being invited to like Roger Daltrey's house and like at his parties and stuff and my dad my dad had the best time on that job he was literally oh, oh my gosh I was sat next to Pete Townsend at the premiere sorry my dad really doesn't sound like that by the way like, he absolutely <laughs> doesn't that's a terrible impression um but yeah I would love to like go back and do that job again because i Massively appreciate it now as an adult. Where I six, I was just like, "Who's, who's the who?" I don't
1: know. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. What ifs? Yeah. <laughs> Not Powerpuff Girls, are they? No. <laughs> okay,
1: Danny. Let me explain how the rest of the podcast is going to work. So we've been through the internet. We found a load of stuff that people really want to know about you. It's time for oh, you gosh. to face the celebrity search engine. And we're, you're going to give us those answers that the world is oh so keen to know. Are you ready?
0: Okay. I, I don't know. Am I am I ready? I feel really nervous. But yeah, go think for
1: it. I me. think you're as ready as you'll ever be. <laughs> I guess so. First up are the who questions. Here we go. So this is what appears when we put in Danny Harmer and the word who. It starts okay. with, who is Danny Harmer? It's always nice and awkward to describe yourself, isn't it? So sure. over to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just a girl who was born in the Royal County of Berkshire. Uh, yeah, it's Bracknell. I, I tend to say the Royal <laughs> County of Berkshire because, let's be honest, sounds much better than Bracknell. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just got really fortunate and happened to be an actress. Um, and I'm a mother, more importantly. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's who Danny Harmer is. Oh, I've got a Phobia of Fish as well. Oh, have you? So. I do yes yeah. it's, uh, it's a weird phobia to have I'm not sure something obviously happened in a previous life I'm not really sure uh but yeah that's that's me in a nutshell
1: <laughs> there we go we're learning stuff already this is good yeah <laughs> a lot of people also searching who was Danny Harmer in Harry Potter and I didn't know you were in it until oh. now so this has blown my mind I think a lot of people have started yeah. finding out recently haven't they
0: they have. And it's sort of like, well, everyone was in Harry Potter. Literally the, <laughs> the whole world at one point was in it. What happened was I had a day off from filming something and a friend of mine was doing the background work on um, Harry Potter and she was ill. And I was the same size as her, so I knew I fit in her costume and was like, mm. well, I've got the day off. I, I might as well help out. My mum was chaperoning on it as well. So it just kind of made sense, like just go to work with mum for a day. That would be very nice. Uh, and Yen just happened to fit in her costume. And then I just happened to sit near all of the lead characters in this one scene, I think it was. Mega. And I just, I just know how to find a camera. What can I say? I think it's the sorting hat scene. I think if you squint, like quite a lot. I think you can see me near some of the Weasley people, the, that family. I've Weasley just, people. The Weasley people. Sorry, I've only just watched Harry Potter. Like everyone, really, can't be, but I'd never seen it before, and I was like, I just, yeah, I just didn't appeal to me for some reason. But I've sat down. Um, yeah, I kind of get the hype. I get it. But yeah, I totally did see myself when I watched it. I was like, ah, you've managed to find the camera. I'm literally like, <laughs> yeah, you're good. You know what you're doing. You're like, oh me? Really okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was literally there for like a day.
1: But a good day. And like you say, you got, you got noticed. Yeah. One fan has said on Twitter, imagine swapping the lives of Harry Potter and Tracy Beaker. I think that Beaker would have handled the Dursleys and Potter would have preferred the dumping ground. What do you think? I think that's quite a good point. Yeah. Tracy can kind of take on anything though.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ha- she- no props. Tracy versus Harry would have been interesting actually to see who would have mm. won that maybe no ones though
1: no ones uh, but yeah
0: yeah tracy's pretty fierce so she, yeah she wouldn't have been uh pushed around like that definitely not
1: definitely not you've always got back tracy haven't you all the way <laughs>
0: oh yeah oh yeah definitely <laughs> and then people are
1: getting really nosy who is danny Harmer married to
0: Oh, well I wish I was married. Quite frankly, I've been dropping hints for the last 6 years, Simon. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been with my partner for a really long time and yeah, we just not got round to getting married yet. We kind of did everything a bit backwards. We had a baby, we bought a house, and yeah, kind of pandemic got in the way and now we're sort of like, well, we've got this far without getting married. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it's on the horizon at some point, but no ring. As of yet,
1: okay. I'm sure he's got a plan, Simon. If you're listening, if you haven't got a plan, pal, get get moving. Better so have, <laughs> the longer I wait,
0: the more extravagant this plan needs to be. I have told him that. That's much. true. That's true. So, how did uh, the two of you meet? So, we actually met on tour. Um, he was a sound engineer, and I was playing Belle in Beauty and the Beast. um and yeah just kind of like instantly fell in love with him really he's just a really wonderful person and it was really nice because he had no idea who I was uh he had never watched Tracy Beaker before so had no sort of like ideas of who I was and it was just really Mm -hmm. nice and it was nice for someone to like get to know me rather than just because of my character or because I was on TV so that's what made me love him a little bit more yeah
1: oh that's a perfect little love story (laughs) and as you say you've got your you've got your house and your gorgeous little girl as well who I've seen on on Instagram and the coolest name where did the name come from
0: so my partner's last name is quite like butch so I kind of wanted like a girly name for her to kind of counterbalance that a little bit Um, And we knew we wanted Belle in it because obviously we'd both met on the Beauty and the Beast tour. I have a huge obsession with Beauty and the Beast anyway. It's like my favourite Disney film. I've got the Enchanted Rose from Beauty and the Beast literally behind me as we speak. Uh, Yeah, so it's been a kind of theme sort of running throughout my life anyway. Uh, so I knew I wanted Bell in there somewhere. And I think I just stumbled across the name Avery on the internet. And me and Simon just could not agree on a name. We went through mm-hmm. every single name on every baby list there was. Uh, and then when we both said Avery Bell, we were like, oh, there we go. And now that we finally agree on. Hurrah. Yeah. Uh, and when yeah. she came out, she just looked like an Avery Bell. I don't know. I mean, she's probably the only Avery Bell in the world, I imagine.
1: (laughs) That's why it's pretty cool, though, isn't it? I like that. I like that a lot. How did you uh, (laughs) find homeschooling during lockdown? (sighs) I can imagine that's quite a challenge. Are you
0: glad that's done? (laughs) Honestly. The word homeschooling, I never want to hear that ever again. <laughs> it was awful. Like there's a reason why I'm not a teacher, but like, mm. I'm an actor. I don't, I don't teach. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just thank goodness that she's only four. So at least I could understand mm. the work because, I mean, I never went to school, really. I was too busy working, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, the pressure on trying to teach a four-year-old how to read and write was, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. And yeah, bless her. She's not had the best first year at school. She's sort of barely been there. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's it's been difficult. It's been really hard, especially for her, because obviously she's wanting to see her friends and she Mm. doesn't really understand what's going on. She's still too little. And yeah, kind of the going to school, then not going to school, then going to school and then not again. Uh, Mm. And then still having an Easter holiday. And it was just... It's a lot, but she's there today and it's great. I've actually had a oh. coffee and its I drank the whole thing whilst it's still been warm. It's just Look at it's that. the best. I yeah. know. What <laughs> a <was> treat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we now slide from the Who's to the How's. Oh, okay. How old is Danny Harmer? The people want to know.
0: Um, I'm thirty-two. too. I was born 8th of February, uh, 1982, 89, 1989. (laughs) Why can I not remember the year I was born? I'm sorry. I had no idea what just happened then. I lost my teeth or something. 89.
1: (laughs) But she's, she's looking, she's looking very young. She's looking great. How old were you then when you started Tracy Beaker?
0: I was 12 when I first got the part. (gasps) Wow. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy young, yeah,
1: that is absolutely mad. And Emma Maggie Davies, who obviously plays uh, Jess beaker your daughter in the new show, <laughs> I guess, is the same age as as when you played Tracy. Yes. So, were you able to kind of offer her some advice as a as a young actress?
0: Yeah. So she turned eleven, I think, during the shoot. She actually had her birthday there. And yeah, I've kind of just said, like, if you need me for anything, please let me know. Because when I first started out in Tracer because there wasn't really anyone to kind of turn to. You're kind of just sort of thrust into this weird, like, job uh, and then kind of left to your own devices, really. So... Mm-hmm. It's nice that I can kind of offer that to Emma um, and bless her. Unfortunately, like when I was younger, social media wasn't around. It just wasn't a thing. Um, yeah. So now she's got all of that to deal with as well um, on top of that. So, yeah, she knows that she can call me day and night and ask me anything. And I will try and be the best sort of visor I can be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's lovely because you totally get it like more more than anybody. So, yeah, it must be so nice for her to have that as an option, you know yeah well i hope so <laughs> how tall is danny harmer the big I questions that. now
0: <laughs> that's the only question i could think of that might come up today is how tall am i um i am just five foot i am very diddy teeny tiny five yeah. foot and a size three feet size three though oh my god
1: so i'm a size four and i love it because you can get trainers so much cheaper can't you because you can get you can get yeah. kids shoes it's an absolute yeah. yeah, it's
0: brilliant. Unless you want heels, and then it's slightly tricky. But yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. always find there's always size three available because mm. I feel like there's never any size five. So I'm always like, oh, I'm really glad I'm not a size five shoe. So yeah, sorry to all of those people that are size five <laughs> feet. I feel bad for you.
1: Because <laughs> I'm uh, only five foot two and three quarters. Obviously, it all it all counts. Oh, that
0: is the three quarters is very very important. I used Absolutely to say that I, was, I said I was five foot one for years. Years and years and years I said I was five foot one and then it's just I just I wasn't. I'm not, I'm not a five yeah. foot one.
1: I really am. <laughs> but I don't know if you get this. People meet me and they have to just keep telling me how small I am. And I'm like Yeah, as if you I don't know. know. As I think it's know. the first
0: the, yeah. yeah. I I'm literally every single time someone meets me, they're like, Oh, you're short, are you? And I'm like, Am I? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had no idea. Thank you so much for telling me. I've been going through my entire life so far thinking I'm six foot seven. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. But then if I ever meet a really tall person, I'm always like, wow, you're tall. And I'm like, oh, you're doing that thing that you don't like it when people do yeah. to you and you're doing it to them. Um, yeah, I yeah, bet I do so, that
1: actually to tall people. Like, what's yeah. it like up there? And then I'm like, oh yeah. no, I've become that person. <laughs> it's me.
0: Uh, yeah, it's when people use you as like some sort of leaning post. Oh, I'm man. like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a human <laughs> being. Just because I'm a little bit short, sure what gives you the right to put your arm on my head? Get <laughs> off. Bizarre. Yeah, I'm relating
1: to this all a lot right now. And I remember when you, when you were on Strictly, you were partnered with Vincent, who isn't much yeah. taller, really, is he? You no. were like a little pocket rocket couple. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. You were both You were both brilliant. Tell me all about that, because that's that's quite a special show to be a part of, isn't it?
0: oh I just had the best time I'd always wanted to go on it and yeah when I when we all met for the very first time we were all kind of put together so that producers can watch you dance with everyone mm-hmm. as soon as I saw Vincent I was like well obviously he's mine <laughs> who else <laughs> is he gonna dance with everyone else is massive obviously we're gonna get paired together um and it just worked out really well because he literally lives around the corner from me as well Aww. um and we just we got on like a house on fire so I just had the best time I can't imagine what it would be like if you didn't get on with your partner because mm-hmm. he is literally the only person I saw for a, like nearly a year. Wow. I literally. Didn't even see my mum because we were that busy constantly like rehearsing or going to mm-hmm. fittings or rehearsals. But yeah, it was so much fun. I... Like, we're so lucky because the year I did it, every single person was just lovely. And we all mm-hmm. got on really, really well. Uh, I know that they'd had some sort of like dramas in the past uh, and mm-hmm. the press must have hated us because there was literally nothing to write about because we all got on so well. Uh, and yeah, we were just sort of cheering each other on, which was really nice. And uh, yeah, kind of learned how to dance a bit. Completely forgotten everything now, so I wouldn't have a clue. But um, yeah, really enjoyed it at the time. <laughs> I mean,
1: you say learn to dance a bit. I mean, you were you were very, very good. Let's be honest.
0: I mean, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to do, to be honest. I kind of thought I'd be out in this first sort of couple of weeks. So, yeah, to get to the final was just mad. Like, literally, had no mm. idea. But, yeah, it was just every week that went by, I just kind of got more and more excited. And my dresses that I got to wear was just so lovely. Yes. I loved all of that. I was glad to say goodbye to the fake tan, though. That's... I didn't enjoy smelling like gone off biscuits for months. Um, so, yeah, I didn't miss that. But never touched fake tan since. <laughs>
1: and I know you've sort of come out and spoken a little bit more recently about the the sort of darker side of the experience you, you had on Strictly as well. You know, you were sort mm-hmm. of fat shamed, which is just awful. And I'm, re- you know, I'm really sorry to to hear that. But I wondered how you kind of go about navigating the dark side of social media especially somebody that started in in the industry you know really young when social media Mm -hmm. wasn't really a thing uh, you know right through to now yeah how do you take it all on
0: yeah so obviously I started speaking out about it kind of fairly recently to be honest I've only Mm -hmm. really kind of found my own voice with that in a way because every time I speak about it I get it like a hundred times back. It's really Really? weird, but I'm not, yeah, I do find the more I speak about it, the more I get kind of abused online. I don't know why. I think it's just because you're sort of drawing attention to it, I guess. And people just think they're being funny. I'm not sure. Um, But I wanted to speak out about it because I put on uh, probably like two dress sizes whilst we were in lockdown. I went from a six to a 10 and by no means is my size big, but I knew that it was going to get picked up by people as soon as my mum, Trace speaker came on the telly. So I mm. felt like I needed to like get ahead of it and like tell people, oh, by the way, I am well aware that I put on weight just in case any of you were wondering and thinking that I hadn't mm. noticed. Um, and I realised how messed up that was, that I yeah, was exactly. like trying to come out with stuff like that. And then I kind of looked back and I was like, the last time that kind of happened was when I was on Strictly. And I used to get all these horrific messages and I was a size six then. And, you know, I was the fittest I've ever been. It's just my size six and my size 10 looks very different to a five foot nine size six. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, I had this thing where people didn't believe me that I was a size six to the point where I'd be in interviews and I was literally showing journalists my labels inside of my clothes to prove Stop. that I was a size six and I, there's no way in a million years I would have done that now but obviously yeah. I was only you know I was in my early 20s then um I was kind of more impressionable and I was surrounded by all these beautiful tall ladies like Kimberly Walsh and Denise Van Alten, who were really really slim and gorgeous and tall <laughs> and there was me just kind of feeling really big and frumpy and just not at my best, when actually it should have been the best time of my entire life. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to raise awareness of it, really, that just because I have a slightly strange job doesn't mean that you can just go around and say whatever you like about me, really, because yeah. I'm still a person and I have feelings. And, you know, as a, as a 30 year two-year-old woman I it still hurts now so I can't even imagine what it would be like for a young girl who's still at school who's experiencing Mm -hmm. this maybe it's her school mates that are saying nasty things you know Uh, so I just want people to just be a bit more aware about what they're saying online because it does all have consequences
1: I think that's the thing though isn't there you know people are are keyboard warriors because they don't think there's consequences you know they don't even have Mm -hmm. to fully sign up or put their real name and things like that. And I know that there's a lot being done to change that. And I just hope that it gets moved along pretty swiftly because yeah, it's, it's tougher than ever for people growing up in this age isn't it horrible stuff
0: yeah it's yeah it just it needs definitely needs to change there felt like there was a slight moment there with the be Be kind movement but it lasted for like five minutes Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. what what more is it going to take for people to realize that their words have consequences you know we've lost some really wonderful people over the years let's not lose any more yeah that like enough is enough
1: yes exactly that (laughs) Okay, so we've completed the who's and the how's. Now it's Mm -hmm. time for a few of the autofill searches that people have been typing in. Uh, Danny Harmer Instagram is a popular one. People want you on the gram and everyone should go and follow you. I absolutely love your Instagram because you put up some, (laughs) you know, powerful, honest posts about online abuse, which you've spoken about, uh, mental health, uh, your work with Peter as well. And also just some some fun posts of of you and and your family and your little girl in some amazing costumes recently, which I absolutely (laughs) love. But for you, is it important to to use your platform as much as possible to raise awareness on certain issues that are important to you?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think over the last sort of year, year and a bit, obviously with the pandemic, we've been online a hell of a lot more. And I've realised just how badly some of us have been using our Instagram, especially Um, us that have a slightly bigger following Um, especially for me I know I've got quite a lot of young people following me and I realized that I was kind of portraying not necessarily my true self I wasn't one for like airbrushing or any of that just because I'm such a technophobe and wouldn't have a clue what I was doing anyway (laughs) it would look awful if I tried but you know Mm -hmm. every now and again just sort of like whacking on a filter just to make Mm -hmm. you look a little bit brighter and a bit better I realized how damaging that was because I wasn't showing the sort of counterbalance to that which is me first thing in the morning, hair all over the place, trying to sip a coffee before I try and get my daughter out of the you know house to go to school. So I've realized that I need to show a lot more of that because I'm not embarrassed by any of that. I mean, goodness sake, I worked in kids TV. <laughs> I have no shame. I was an alien for like most of my career in a fat suit. So, you know, showing my bare face doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like I don't need makeup. So I don't really know why I was doing that anyway but I've realized that I just need to be better and I need to be Mm -hmm. more open and I need to be more honest so yeah I will talk about anything and everything on my Instagram page to be honest one of my favorite subjects is talking about periods I talk about them all the time yes exactly Um, I'm,
1: I'm there for it that's what we need though yeah
0: we just need to drop this ridiculous taboo stigma that we have about some of these Things, especially like kind of what us women go through. I mean, there's literally Mm. no shame. We all have periods. We're all going to go through the menopause at some point. Let's all just help each other, be a bit more open, make it less embarrassing if you find it embarrassing. So I just want to be kind of my real self. And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, Every now and again, I'll put a stupid filter on, but you're well aware that I am filtered. I'm not just sort of messing around with my face because I can't (laughs) like my face. Even if it does have an extra chin at the moment, (laughs) I'm all right with it. I've kind of grown to love my extra chin a little bit.
1: <laughs> the other thing that lots of people are searching is the Danny Harmer Academy, which is amazing. Oh, so when, yeah. Yeah, when, when did you set this up? And are you still like really heavily involved?
0: Yes, we've literally just opened our doors again for like the first time in forever since the pandemic. Oh, it was the best day ever. Uh, Yeah, we opened about six years ago now. And yeah, really heavily, I was literally there on Saturday. I'm there pretty much every week. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to create a safe space for kids to come and enjoy themselves, enjoy the performing arts. It's like one of the first things that gets cut from a school budget. We literally don't really have many schools around here that even has a drama class anymore. And I think it's really important for the likes of me who was not academic in the slightest, if I didn't have performing arts as a sort of creative outlet, I think I would have gone a bit bananas, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So I just wanted to give back, especially to my local community there's not an awful lot for kids to do in this area I mean when I was younger I literally used to hang outside a co-op just for something to do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just wanted to create something where people could just come and have fun like I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm gonna make you the biggest star or any of that nonsense like I've got some really amazing talented students a few of them have been on the voice kids oh, and wow. that's all wonderful and I love that yeah I'm just like super duper proud but that's not all I'm proud of I'm proud mm-hmm. of the person that comes and that first day they can't even like look at me in the eye they can't even say hello because they're just too shy and then a year later they're on stage singing a solo in front of hundreds of strangers uh and that's when I get like beaming oh, the, I just get mm-hmm. so overwhelmed and I'm like this is exactly why I opened this place in the first place and yeah I just love it and I just hope it goes on forever and ever we've really struggled during the pandemic but um it's slowly starting to pick itself up now so uh, yeah, I just love it.
1: Oh, and is it yeah. true your mum's involved as well?
0: Yeah. So I wanted, obviously, you can't trust anyone more than you can trust your own mum. And she's just brilliant. She's been with me throughout my entire career, kind of just being my rock. Uh, mm-hmm. In no way was she a pushy show mum at all. She's got, she had no idea about the industry whatsoever uh, until I sort of started up in it. And uh, yeah, she, she um, used to be a chaperone uh and she used to run an agency as well so I knew that it was in really really capable hands and she's just a lot more business minded than I am I'm kind of the one that just comes out with all these ridiculous ideas and then my mum's like actually that might not be the best plan so uh, (laughs) yeah we work really well we're kind of like yin and yang which is great
1: oh yeah that's always nice when you get to work with your family as well isn't it that's that's pretty special
0: It it can go either way, (laughs) but luckily, luckily she's like one of my best friends. So, um, yeah, it hasn't caused a huge fight just yet.
1: (laughs) Tracy Beaker itself took a break first for five years and then for nine. Ours will just be a minute. I promise. I'll see you on the other side.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts. If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, oh, listen ma- make entrance. I'm a week off sugar. I-, I, will,
0: I will fly
2: <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for Music in My Life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs>
1: I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing
0: I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing podcast.
0: So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Uh-huh. And for me, like that's just worth it.
2: The weekly roast, music in my life, and how are you? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast.
1: It's time now, then, for Internet Tombola, a deeper dive into the internet. So, a look through the comments from Instagram, tweets, we've gone Tumblr fan art, all sorts is in there. So, let's give the wheel a spin and see where it lands on. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, it stopped on headlines. So let me pick one out. This is from the North Wales Chronicle. Tracy Beaker star Danny Harmer reveals she would consider going on, I'm a celebrity, just not while it's in <laughs> Wales. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, do you know what that's so <laughs> I love that yeah I was proper like I've always said like I would love to do I'm a celeb like it's probably the only program I would do just because I know that I'm terrified of everything like I'm super scared and I just feel like it would do myself some good but yeah, yeah. when they said they're moving it to Wales I was like oh no don't phone this year don't phone this year I really want to a- I really want a holiday <laughs> in Australia please yeah. just at least let me get something um obviously I would do it if it was in Wales but I just like I would just love to go to Australia I've never been (laughs) yeah
1: I mean Australia is a bit nicer isn't it so
0: fickle so fickle
1: (laughs) wait hang on so if you went on I'm a celebrity what would you be scared of you're saying quite a lot we know you're scared of fish now everything everything yeah. else
0: yeah good <laughs> yeah everything don't really like water don't really like heights don't really well don't really like camping um quite scared of the dark uh yeah oh, it's going go me, well. I would be rubbish and i'd probably be voted off first as well but uh, but then you get a nice holiday in australia so that's kind of why i was like oh i just want to i don't want to do it in Wales. Yeah, that's the thing. the
1: The hotel they put you up in is really nice, isn't it? So in it a way, it's like so nice.
0: I don't mind going
1: early if if
0: you need exactly. me
1: to. I'll take that hit. Yeah, nah, love that. I'll just
0: sit by the pool. I don't mind. <laughs>
1: uh, right. Okay. Next, it's landed mm-hmm. on YouTube comments, and it's you reacting to iconic Tracy Beaker moments. Okay. Um, how do you find that watching back old Tracy Beaker now? Like, do you look back and cringe, or is it just like a kind of warm, like nostalgic feeling?
0: Yeah, i to be honest, I've done it so many times now for like different things, or they've made me re the uh programs back, and it's weird, it kind of it feels like it's not me. It feels like it's a different really? person from, like, a different lifetime. Um, I, like, never watch myself back on TV um, ever, really. I think I'm just, like, too critical. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd rather just, like, do my thing, send it out into the world and then kind of forget that it exists for a minute. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I've never really watched them back before. So the only time I've ever watched them is when I'm, you know, doing stuff for YouTube or whatever. Um, and, yeah, I just find them really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, yeah. you must get people... Shouting stuff from the show at you wherever you go, or you know, calling you Tracy in the supermarket or out and about. Oh, yeah,
0: constant. I get called Tracy more than my own name most of the time. Uh, (laughs) and yeah, people (laughs) always find it hilarious to shout bog off as if I've never heard it ever. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a good one. Well done. (laughs) Oh, thanks (laughs) for that. that I think of that one. (laughs) That's
1: the hundredth time today. Yeah, I can imagine. Right, it's now from your Twitter, and you've tweeted, right, let's find out who H is then. So I'm guessing, like me, you're a big Line of Duty fan. Thoughts on the ending? Can we discuss? Because yeah. I'm not sure what I think, if I'm honest, Danny, What do you think?
0: Um, so when I watched the final, I was kind of like, ah, Uh yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's exactly that was my me. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they, they just bigged it up too much, didn't they? There mm. was this huge, big build up, like the whole series, and then all the trailers were like, all of the investigations has led up to this moment. And then when they revealed him, I was like, okay, what's there's got to be something else? Like, yeah. there's got a bit, there's more, right? And then there was like the credits. I was like, oh. Well, okay. But now, at least on the positive side, we're going to get another series, right? It's got to be. He's not H. He's not. He
1: can't be. He He can't be the top man, can he? No,
0: no, definitely. He looks too young as well. All the other like big bosses are all kind of, you know, more mature gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Whereas he kind of, yeah, he looks just young, too young. So hopefully we'll get another series and the trio will still be there and they'll finally get H because I don't think it's him. That's my theory.
1: <laughs> if there was a new series then, uh, could you see yourself playing an AC-12 detective? That would oh, be fun, yeah, it?
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah, put me right in there. I wouldn't mm. have a clue what I was saying, but <laughs> I'd be well up for it and I'd enjoy myself.
1: <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? So good. Is there like a dream show for you to appear on, like if you could pick anything?
0: Well, I always wanted to be in kind of like period dramas Mm. or something a bit more action-y. Like Game of Thrones would have been great when that was still around. So yeah, kind of something set in the past. I love history. I'm such a nerd. Um, (laughs) So yeah, anything like that would have been great.
1: Over on Reddit, someone has called for you to be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and called it the crossover of the year if it happened. I mean, how up for this are you on a scale of one to a hundred?
0: Oh, like a million. The, the, it would ju- it would be off the scale. I need this to happen in my life. Like it needs to happen. Mm. And I'm just putting all this energy out into the universe that I need to be a guest judge. Like if I met RuPaul, I don't know what I would do. I Imagine. may pass out or wet myself. And I'd be, <laughs> I'd be no good. I wouldn't be able to talk, but I just want to be there. Like I need to be there. Yeah. I've watched every single episode of every single reincarnation about a hundred times. So I feel like I really know what I'm talking about as well. Like I would actually make a good judge because I just know. I know everything about drag now. So um, yeah, it just needs to happen. You've convinced
1: me. I mean, it's out there now. Just wait for the call. (laughs) Just wait for the call. It's coming. I've
0: been waiting for quite a while, Abby. I won't (laughs) lie to you. Quite a while. I've been waiting for that phone to ring, but you never know one day.
1: Right. It has landed on headlines again. Uh, this is Tracy Beaker's Danny Harmer. My daughter can't understand why I'm in the TV. <laughs> Have you yes. shown her much of Tracy Beaker? Or do you find it kind of strange because she's probably like, is that my mum? I'm not sure. She looks different. And what's what's happening?
0: Yeah, so we don't. Obviously, watch it because I don't really watch myself. Plus, she's far too young. She's four. Yes. She's still yeah. into Pepper Pig and stuff. So, we're not quite <laughs> ready for Trace Beaker yet. But my sister thought it'd be really funny to show her a couple of episodes. And she was Aww. just like, Who's kidnapped my mom? And why have they put her inside the TV? And she was just so confused. Oh. So, yeah, but we're probably, in, I mean, it's hard enough explaining to an adult how television works. So, a four year old, that's just, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. We have to wait till she's a bit older, I think. <laughs> Especially
1: with the news show, she'll be like, hang on a minute. Someone else is saying, Mummy, that's, that's my mum.
0: Yeah, so she came with me uh, while I was doing my voiceovers for my mum, Trace speak because obviously we were homeschooling at the time, yes. um, so I had no childcare. So I was like, right, off to work with mummy today. Uh, and, yeah, she was watching it on, like, the screens, and she was just giggling away, and I was like, what are you laughing at? She was like, that girl keeps calling you mummy, but oh. you're not her mummy, you're my mummy. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. I was like... "I." I'm not even going to describe this. So let's just, here, have a snack. Just have some biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, bless her.
1: Bless her little heart. Okay. (laughs) I think we've got time for one final spin. So let's do it. It's landed uh, on video and it's Tracy Beaker's best one-liners again. I mean, she's got, she's got so many. Uh, What are the most iconic ones to you? I mean, surely Bogoff's got to be in there. But, yeah, but that's else? number
0: one That's number one for sure um, I think hay fever Blaming her hay fever when she's crying <laughs> That comes up quite a lot um, yeah. What else? I think she said something about wanting to Drink a cup of cold sick At one point, That that's quite iconic Yeah. Um, is that Green makeup you're wearing or is that oh, Just no. jealousy? Yeah. Love that bit, love
1: <laughs> that, was,
0: that was a great one, but yeah, she was, she was great at coming out Of one-liners, she was brilliant at it
1: do you ever find yourself just saying them you know around your house still to this
0: day <laughs> no no I don't
1: <laughs> left those uh, I behind think, you
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely well also it was just yeah it, like yeah just going around going oh bog off <laughs> 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 would just be so odd so yeah maybe when I'm older I might find that amusing
1: I, <laughs> I hope so that'd be amazing wouldn't it <laughs>
0: is that oap just shouting bog off yeah Yeah. love that. (laughs) that is
1: it for today's podcast danny harmer thank you so much for being our guest and well done you've completed
0: celebrity search engine how did you find it it, wasn't too bad was it it really wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be so thank you very much they were all really (laughs) nice questions actually which is good
1: before i let you go though one final question Mm -hmm. Who would you like to nominate to go through the Celebrity Search Engine experience sometime soon? Maybe someone you're a fan of? Do you want to stitch up one of your mates? Anybody goes.
0: Uh, So if I could nominate anyone, there's quite a lot. But I think Lisa Riley would be brilliant because she's such a wonderful ball of energy. And I think she'd find it hysterical. She
1: would be great. Let's make that happen. Yeah, Yeah. do it. (laughs) Uh, Danny. thank you again so much. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We've got amazing guests lined up and you don't want to miss any of the tea. If you're on Apple Podcasts, then please do drop us a review and a rating. Five stars. I mean, of course. And let us know in the review or over on social media who you'd like to see on here next. Danny Harmer just nominated Lisa Riley, but who would you like to see? We're at Celeb search Engine on Instagram. Until next time then, I've been Abby McCarthy and thanks for using the Celebrity Search Engine.